Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. guys i'm sorry welcome to ace podcast nation welcome to the championship stroke cardiff city chat live stream show whatever you may want to call it got like a super crease t-shirt on today i don't know what's going on with that um so yeah we're going to talk all things championship awesome cardiff city have a good old delve into that big shout out to the sports social podcast network for hosting all our audio shows please do check them out they got loads of podcasts loads of shows Everything really good sports social podcast network, great stuff. You'll find podcasts and shows which suit your tastes, no matter what it is. The only sports podcast network in the country, so please do check them out. Uh, and of course, check out all our other sponsors and stuff like that. If you would like to become a member and join the Ace Nation Army, keep the channel going, you all you have to do <coughs> go to patreon.com slash ace podcast nation. And it's the price of a coffee per month. Literally allows us to, to book studios and, and the rest of it. Just really keeps us going. I can't tell you how much of a help that is. I'm trying to sort my camera out, so excuse me a bit. There we go, that's a bit better. Um, so, yeah, lots and lots to discuss. The championship is well and truly back and in full flow as Ipswich Town topped the league. Unbeaten alongside Leeds, uh, sorry, alongside Leicester, the only two teams with a hundred percent record. But there's some big boys down the bottom who haven't won a game yet: Sunderland, Sheffield Wednesday, Huddersfield, and Middlesbrough all lost their opening games. Leeds, who I tipped to do quite well, only got a point at the moment. Cardiff City only with a point. The Jacks only with a point. So yeah, there's some big, big names down the bottom. What will occur? 
we'll start with the championship generally, I think. Um, yeah, uh, Ipswich Town. I, am, I can't remember who it was. Someone in the comments when we were doing the championship preview show said they fancied Ipswich to do quite well. And actually, over the last couple of years, the teams which have come up have done really well. You've got your, your Lutons, you've got your, uh, who was it last year, Coventry's, you've got um, oh, bloody hell, Sunderland. Uh, you know, they come up from League One and they've done very well in the Championship. Is the gap between the Championship and the League One getting smaller? Like, it's difficult to get out of the Championship, but is it equally difficult to get out of League One? You know, there's some massive teams down there. And um, it's such a such a high standard. Some big name players playing in League One as well, alongside the big clubs. And look, <coughs> Ipswich beat Stoke two 0 at home on Saturday. Stoke on the back of a four 0 victory over Middlesbrough on the opening day, so they would have been absolutely buzzing. So it's a really uh, it's an interesting one. Uh, one thing I did want to say just before we move on, I want to say a big happy birthday to uh, to young Arlo, six year old Cardiff City fan who missed the opening game of the season on Saturday because he broke his femur. Um, but he had a visit today from uh, from Joe Rawls and uh, some people from the club. And I know the, the club have been looking after him. So uh, happy birthday to Arlo. Keep recovering, my friend. And um, do your physio and all that sort of stuff and you'll be right as rain. And back at the stadium in no time. Um, and that's the other thing. Like Lorna's Reese's mum's just made a good point. Colchester, who played Cardiff in the EFL Cup last week, it looked pretty good. They're in League Two, you know. Um, Mark Harris, former Cardiff City striker, looking prolific, as uh, Jonathan Davis puts it. Uh, so, you know, is League One and League Two, are they stronger? Are they, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting one. But the teams who t- coming up most recently are doing very, very well when they're coming up to the Championship. Which, you know, you could argue, I think Reese said there, like they've got momentum, you know, they've got a winning habit. So there's that. I think that's a big, that's, ma- you know, momentum. Momentum is massive in football. And that's why you see teams go on these, you know, runs of, of wins and losses. And equally, a bad run is infectious. And if you, you lose a couple, it's difficult to dig yourself out of it. <clears throat> Middlesbrough is the one really which has surprised me. Michael Carrick did such an amazing job last year after he came in. Look so organised, and um, they're just all a bit all over the place at the moment. Rooted to the bottom, you know. There's a long. It's only two games gone. There's a long, long way to go. Um, I don't worry about Middlesbrough in terms of being anywhere near relegation, as long as they don't get itchy trigger fingers. And this is the thing: those teams down the bottom, especially the big boys, <coughs> you know, will they get itchy trigger fingers? Will they sack their managers? And then there's a problem. Then there's a problem. Um, and it's, it's interesting. So there's been some interesting statements coming out of Cardiff City this week, uh, talking about maybe a potential two more signings at least, one of which is going to be a game changer. Look, in my opinion, don't talk about big name signings or game changing signings until the ink is on the paper. Whilst football fans do have a short memory, um, you know, it looked by all sense and purposes, Gareth Bale was coming to Cardiff and then all of a sudden, uh, Jonathan Barnett was in his ear and he was going to America. So as good as you, th- or as much as you think a deal is done, it is not done until the, the writing's on the paper. You know, Jurgen Klopp was talking about how 
they had a deal agreed for Casado only last week in his press conference. By the time the press conference finished, I think he had pretty much turned down and said he was going to Chelsea, who now look unbelievable. But it's just, it's such an interesting one to me because Cardiff have had a good window, but it's not quite a year. And it's almost, I do wonder whether some of it is the chairman putting a bit of pressure on the other people within the board, the owner, you know, to, to, to back the manager. I wonder if there's there's a bit of that. You never know what's going on in that side of things. Um, a big blow for Middlesbrough, just going back to Middlesbrough, is they've just lost their striker, Akpom, for £10 million to Ajax. Um, that's a problem. You know, big name, big striker. You need that. And, uh, yeah, I worry that I, the window gets closer. Teams start to panic now, you know. As the window gets closer to closing, teams are going to panic. You've got players you don't want. You've got players do you want to bring in. You've got to get it right. If you panic and you get the wrong players, it can, you know, it can screw you over for the season. Um, Leicester made a good signing this week where they signed um, Cassidy on loan from Chelsea. Really, really... Um, <clears throat> Looking forward to that. Uh, Jaden says in the comment, hopefully Grant won't be anywhere near Cardiff starting line on lineup on Saturday. That's interesting. You're not the first person I've heard say that. Whereas in the build-up to the season, I felt like him and Robinson were our best finishers. Um, but people don't seem to have been too impressed with Grant. I don't think Grant's 100% fit, personally. I think he's still recovering. But look, as far as I'm concerned, Cardiff are still lacking one midfielder, probably a centre-back. And I still think we haven't got a striker. Like, I know, I know we've got Ugbo, who scored two and two. We've got Atete, who has looked all right last year. We've got Robinson, who we need to get fit. We've got Mete, we've got these others. I just don't think we've got a proper... A proper... Um, a proper striker who can... not doesn't have to be prolific necessarily, because we have got players around who can score goals and provide goals, but he needs to be good. Um, that's why I thought Conor Wickham did such a good job when he came to Cardiff, and I thought Conor Wickham's performances had a massive impact on how sorry Cabba was able to get his goals playing off him. <coughs> so it's not necessarily about getting a striker who's going to go and bank you 25 goals. Of course, that'd be nice. It's about getting a striker who is going to fit the way we want to play. And so far, the way we've lined up, I'm not convinced that any of the strikers that we've got at the club now can fulfil that number nine role and do the job that we want him to do. I just, I think Atete is, one, has not started the season very well, but also, you know, his attitude was questioned by a lot of fans in the EFL Cup game last week. You know, people were not happy with him. Which is, you know, it's one thing if you're not in the best of form or it's early season and you're not quite up to speed. But there's another thing to have your attitude questioned so early on um, and be sort of sulking and the rest of it. That's a problem. Like, you know, um, let's have a look at the, some of these comments then because I'm interested in some of these guys. Uh, let's have a look. Jonathan Davis, like the two past summers, we're missing the target, man. Hopefully we don't wait till January to get one this season. 100% agree. I still think there's a chance Keeper Moore comes on loan. No sort of 
inside information or nods or rumors. I did hear a rumor a couple of weeks ago that he had asked to come to Cardiff um, on loan. However, I haven't heard anything since. Uh, and then equally, I, I think he makes a massive difference in the Cardiff side. His link up play is excellent. He can finish as well. He's good in the air. He's good defensively. He ticks all the boxes. He is like a exceptional, or a, he's like the similar player to Connor Wickham, but better in every way. Quicker, younger, stronger, whatever. Um, let's have a look. What else we got? Uh, Jonathan said, "Is that the same Cassidy who couldn't get in the red inside?" Um, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I know he's highly, highly rated, and also. The other thing is playing for Reading with the greatest respect and the team they had last year is not the same as playing in this Leicester side which are with the players they've got in there now. They've got an excellent side of young players and I'm, I think they're going to do really well. Um, Reese says, we've got a target man in Grant, I reckon. I want him in the middle, not on the wing. You need pace and directness out wide and unfortunately for the player for that position is stuck at left back in a, a doubter. Yeah, I think um, this is a problem is until we can get Jamalu Collins properly up to speed and fit, O'Dowd is sort of filling in at left back, which always, it just makes the signing, re-signing of Joe, ba Joel Bagan really weird, like to give him a new contract when we like need a left back. But then in, I think he's gone out on loan now. And it's, it's a strange one. It's got to be said. It's a strange one. Um, Jaden says, someone who sits near me in the canton sets, um, said he's a striker. But fair, let's be fair, playing on the wing isn't a huge difference. I don't know. Um, so everything I've seen of Carlin Grant before he came to Cardiff was that he was very quick, very good finisher. Been a bit unlucky with injuries, but he's capable of getting goals. I assumed that he would play through the middle with Robinson on one side, uh, Ramsey in the number 10, and then someone on the left, whether it's Bowler, obviously we brought in then, or O'Dowder or someone like that. But that doesn't necessarily seem to be the way they're going. Um, but look, you look at um, look at Rashford for United, right? Playing through the middle, he's all right. He can do a job. Okay. He can do it. But if you put him on the left... And he isolates the defender when he's running at the defender and he's running in behind. He looks 10 times better. So whilst I get what you're saying, there's not a massive difference between playing a wide attacking role and a central attacking role. There is a there is differences which mean certain players will always do better in their preferred position. I think we'd be better, as a team, I think we'll do better with Robinson or Grant through the middle than we were. I'm not sold on Ogbo. I don't particularly rate Atete, although I thought Atete did all right last year. So it's it's, it's a tricky one. Um, Reese's mum says Atete is awful. He needs to go on loan. Bambi on ice springs to mind after watching him last week. Yeah, I mean, look, one game doesn't mean that he should be shipped out and blah, blah, blah. I thought he did all right last year when he came off the bench and he played little roles. But I don't think we can go in and expect to have a good season if he's the number one option as the number nine. And that's what you've got to think about. It's not just the, the game this weekend. We're playing Leicester at the weekend, which is a massive, massive game. 
and you look at the options they've got and then you look at the options we've got and it's like come on um Oh, yeah, Jonathan Davis says what I was just about to say. Um, Bournemouth don't want to loan Kiefer Moore out. They want to sell him. So unless they fail to sell him, we won't get him. Yeah, I think ultimately, if we're going to get Kiefer Moore, which I think is probably 50-50, if that is more likely to be right at the last minute, if they can't get a buyer. Um, Reese says, I'd like bring in a loan for a left-back. Gutas looks slightly off the pace for British football. But... Um, He's good, has experience. Uh, left back to organise the defence. Yeah. But, so I So Jonathan says, uh, Joel Bagan looks decent. We needed it to extend his deal, but he needs regular games to develop. But surely, mate, whilst we're waiting for Jamari Collins to get fit, the start of the season now, where there's less pressure, because we're not in a relegation fight, we're not in a playoff fight, we're not in anything at the moment, just getting going. Surely, like, while Jamalu Collins gets up to speed, now would have been the time to give Joel Bagan some games. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. I've always thought he looked pretty good. Um, he's got to play, though, and I agree. If he's not going to play, they may as well loan him out. It's very... It's different. I just think there's got to be better strikers out there than what we've got. I, If you remember, I did um, a video in the summer or at the start of the summer where I said five free players I thought would improve Cardiff City and one of them was Timo Puki on a free transfer championship proven experienced can do a job as a striker on his own can play as a two could probably drop in a 10 or wide if needed but he's better going through the middle um but we didn't do him and I think he's gone out to America now um which is look I get it, good signing, but like he was there for the taking. We didn't go in for him, and now it'll just come down to who's around, who's available. I'm sure there's some Premier League strikers around, maybe looking to go out on loan, but I don't think. I think. Look, let's put it this way: if the plan is to play Atete or Ugbo as the number nine for the season with the wide players being Bowler, O'Dowder, Robinson and Kyle and Grant, I think we're going to struggle because I don't think Grant and Robinson are most effective wide, although Robinson, I think, is slightly better at wide than Grant. But I also don't think Atete is ready to lead the line. And I'm not, I can't make a... I can't make a judgment on Ugbo yet. It's only... I've only seen him in two proper games, but I don't think his link-up play is great. So he's not doing what Connor Wickham did so well last year. Yes, he scored two goals, but I mean, you know, they were simple tapping for a striker, you know, they weren't like he did exceptional work for it. But you've got to give him time, young player, new club, let him bed in. Like I know people, I said to you a few weeks ago, people at the people at Cardiff City, when they got Ugbo, were very, very excited. They viewed it as a as a bit of a coup. I did not see that in preseason at all. But what you can't deny is he's played two league games and scored two goals. So from that side of things, that's obviously a positive. But if we're planning to go in as we are now, I think we're short. Um, Ojo's gone on loan to Belgium. 
think that suits everyone. I still think we're short. But this is the other thing, right? And you guys who follow the... I agree with you there, Rob. Rob says, uh, I think Ugbo would be better. Ugbo would be better as a pair up top. Yeah, I think he would be better. Like, you imagine if they played him and <clears throat> Robinson or, or Grant up front, I think you'd see a better version of Ugbo. It is difficult to play up front on your own. But you got the job. So, you know, most clubs play one up front with sort of three behind or whatever and people around them. You've got one, the best number 10 in the league in Aaron Ramsey. So it's about we've got to get him on the ball and we've got to get the right players in the wide positions and the attacking positions to let, to get the best out of Aaron Ramsey. Because he will create, I think, at the moment, I would play Tanner. If 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 Robinson isn't fit, I'm playing Tanner because out of all of them, he looks direct, sharp, attacking, and it looks like he's confident at the moment. I'd give him a give him a go. Pick players on form. Um, I think Bowler's been pretty good going in. So maybe look, Leicester's gonna be difficult. Let's 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 be real. It's gonna be a very, very difficult fixture away at Leicester. We're probably going to hit him on a break. So, I'm doing a full preview, which should be out either tomorrow night or Friday night. I'm not sure yet. Um, full pre-tactical preview of that. So, I don't want to go too much into that at the moment. But, I mean, if we're going to try and hit him on the break. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. you got to get the right players in the wide... The players in the wide positions have got to protect the fullbacks. And the player up front has got to hold the ball up because if every time we play the ball up to the striker, it just gets, it just breaks down and he loses the ball. We can't for 90 minutes like we did against Leeds or for most of the game, like we did against Leeds, particularly after we scored that second goal, just hold on. We haven't got players to do it and Leicester have got a decent side. So if we're going to try and go there and just play deep, we need to be good on the counter-attack which means the striker's got to hold the ball up and get in behind. And the wingers have got to do a lot of work defensively. But then they've also got to get forward. We've got to get Aaron Ramsey on the ball. And when he's got that ball, there's got to be lots of movement off him. There has to be. And you've got to beat the right players. Um, so I've, I say I would give Tanner a go. I wouldn't necessarily play Tanner from the start against Leicester. But for that Sheffield Wednesday game, if Tanner continues his form off the bench and looks as sharp as he had, I'd get Tanner in for that home game. Give him a chance. Because he looks sharp, direct, looks like everything we wanted Ojo to be. This, uh, You're right there, Reese says there's so much pace in that Leicester side. Counter-attack football won't work. Uh, might be worth getting on the front foot for 20, 25 minutes, try and get a foot in the game. What we have to do um, better is Cardiff have to keep the ball better. Like, we give the ball away so much on Saturday. 
like, <clears throat> and this is what you'll see from teams like Leicester and Leeds. They keep the ball. So even if they are under a bit of pressure, they keep the ball. And my worry is that we don't seem able to hold on to the ball. And what worries me about that is I think we might, he might move Ramsey back to try and get a bit more control in midfield. And then I think we're going to have a problem because then I think you're going to see that he hasn't got the legs that he used to have. Um, look, they could do some damage to us, man. Like Leicester have got some very good players. Very good players. Um, so we're going to have to be at it. We're going to have to defend well. Um, like I was speaking to Derek the other day, and obviously you saw the, the preview for the season. In my opinion, and in my opinion, Jack Simpson is not quite ready and he makes me nervous. But Derek really likes him because he says he's a good defender, he's left-footed, and he also keeps the ball well. And he and he progresses the ball through the midfield, which is how we seem to be playing, trying to pass through midfield. And Simpson does give you that at the back. So maybe there's a chance if you want to try and keep the ball better. Maybe Simpson left back. I don't know. I, I'm not sure about that. That's just something which comes to my head. So it's going to be interesting. I thought Simpson did well against uh, Colchester. But like they've got... Um, so they, they line up at the moment. Leicester have been lining up with... Winks in that sort of holding midfield role and actually he did a really good job against Huddersfield protected the defence but he is the way he dictates the play um, let's have a look at their lineup. yeah so they have Winks Dewsbury Hall and Prayett on Saturday against Huddersfield Winks did a very good job but they got real pace on the outside with Ricardo Pereira and Doyle at fullback and then they've got um the two lads either side of Iannaccio. Uh, but then they got Vardy off the bench. they got they got a lot of experience as well, like uh, Albrighton, Vardy, and Didi will be back in that side soon, I'd imagine, as well. <clears throat> Obviously, you've got Ward on the bench and stuff like that, Chowdhury. Um, they got a lot of quality, mate. Um, so you're going to have to... So Reece says, I don't know how much of Simpson Derek has watched, but often he gets beaten far too easy. He seems to make a few mistakes on the ball. Not confident with him at all. Yeah, I, I didn't say I think he's nervous, but I think what Derek said to me is that he's very much like a ball playing centre-back. And if you put him alongside the right person, if the, that's the way the manager wants to play, then he could be good. Personally, in these games with Cardiff, where they're, they're playing the bigger, bigger teams, if you like, I wouldn't be against playing like a three-five-two. I think it could work quite well. Um, so, like, you go with the keeper, and then maybe you could go with like um, McGuinness, Gutas, and Simpson. But if Gutas is struggling or you're not confident with Simpson, you've got NG can slot in there. Um, then out wide as your wing backs, I'd have a Dowder and Bowler. I think both do a good job. Although Perry and G could do the wing back job. So say you were playing a three at the back, 
because you wanted to get Simpson in there and on the ball as well, but not expose him defensively. I wouldn't be against NG playing on as a, one of the wing backs because he's he's good on the board. He can get forward. Personally, I like wing, I like do like it. NG in a three, um, and then you got Wintel. I still think Wintel and 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 Joe Rawls as a two is worrying. Like when you look at the pace Leicester have got, Raw. Can you the pace Leicester have got in midfield and out wide? And you put Ramsey, Rawls and Wintle in the midfield area, I think is a worry. So for me, as much as I love Joe Rawls, I think Wintle has to play because you need that combative side to try and break up play. I'd play Ebo Adams, even though I'm not sure if he's the one. I'd um, certainly, from what we've got, I'd have Ebo, Ad- Ebo Adams and, and uh, Wintle with Ramsey up front, uh, Ramsey in front of them and then i play two up front and i play i play ugbo up top with either grant or maybe even robinson or tech maybe is a little left field what about if they played ugbo up front with tanner just off him in a five but i think like reese's makes a good point he says i think we saw the issues of a back five last season our only width came from our wing-backs, which meant they don't get the ball. It's far too easy to defend against. Yeah, but the way you circumvent that is, or you navigate that is, you give, you push... You, the wing-backs have got to be high enough to be wingers as well. They've got to be fit enough to get back, obviously. And you have Wintel set in front of that three so that you have a four, like, almost in the center of your half with the if the wing backs get exposed and the ball goes down the wide end like a long ball or a ball down the wide areas the center backs on either side have to cover the wide areas with the, the holding midfielder dropping then into the middle of the defense so you don't get exposed so you can play the wing backs higher up and you've got to get ramsey on the ball you've got to get the wingers the wing backs up there You've got to get then Tanner on the ball if it was him or Grant on the ball and run at people like Carlin Grant, um, Tanner, Bowler, uh, Carlin O'Dowder. Like these people, you, you've got to get them isolated one-on-one against fullbacks because they will beat their man and they will put a cross in or they will get a cut inside and they'll get a shot off. Like they're skillful footballers whose, whose biggest assets is their running with the ball but it's no good having them on the ball if you're not isolating them against the fullbacks or isolating them against one player what i was saying about rashford earlier playing off the left they isolate him against the fullback and then he beats him with his pace we've got players to do that now when bowler odowda um robinson tanner at the moment looks like he could do that got those direct players but it's getting them into the right position Unfortunately, we're not losing, uh, we're not keeping hold of the ball in midfield, which is why I think, even though I kind of go back on what I said about, I worry about the legs of Rawls, Ramsey and Wintle. I don't think there's enough energy in there. Rawls does give us a bit more control in midfield, which is why I think we go 4-2-3-1 and you'll end up with Engie at right back, Gutas and McGuinness. Left back will be O'Dowder. Then you'll have Wintle Rawls, 
Ramsey, and then you know, sort of bowler one side, I know Grant and probably Elkbo. I think that's the team he'll pick. It's not the team I would pick. If I was going to go four two three one, I'm probably playing Grant through the middle. I would try something different. Try and hit Leicester on the break. Like we've got to use the ball better against teams like Leicester who will punish you and who look, if we give if we just sit back against Leicester, eventually they will score. If we sit back against Leicester, they will just keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. So we have to find a way to keep the ball, but then use the ball. And we have got some players who are capable of that. If uh, if Ugbo is having trouble holding the ball up, then we need to get Ramsey on the ball and play it in behind the fullbacks for the wide players or in little holes for Grant. So if say Ramsey's got the ball in sort of the number 10 area, instead of looking to go to Ugbo's feet and play off him, let's look to go in behind and have Grant running in behind or bowler, if you're going to go wide, you have Bowler and Robinson or Tanner like high and wide and try and stretch Leicester and pull their players out of position. But we don't do that enough sometimes. I feel like our movement is very static and very unimaginative. Like the number nine, the number the number nine's job when he plays up front alone is of course to link up play, score goals, but it's also to pull the centre backs out of position so the wide players can get in behind. And I just feel like our movement is very average off the ball, particularly when you've got someone like Aaron Ramsey who sees things that others don't. Um, so Jonathan says something that I think it was Jaden said earlier, like Grant was awful versus QPR. Don't think he warrants playing, not uh, let alone started on that performance. So my thing with that is, I think I said earlier, I do think he's not a wide player. I think he's a centre forward. And I think what he will be best at is playing through the middle. However, I agree. If he, if someone, whoever, is not playing well enough, you don't just keep him in the team. You've there's, there's play, We have got options. Okay? So, all right, Grant was awful. Tanner's been good in a couple of games, coming on and playing and, and whatnot. So, let, he's been very direct. He's done really well. Let's get him in there. Bowler's doing well. Let's get him on the watch. So you've got two good, you've got two wide players. It's about getting the right people in the right positions. And it's about playing people. What's that saying? Or oh, Reese has just said that uh, you play round pegs in round holes, not try and fit people. So don't try and fit people in because you feel they should play. Play players where they should be playing. Of course, O'Dowda should be the other winger to bowler. Let's be honest. If you had Bowler and Odaldo as your wingers, happy days. And then getting the right centre forward to play. And but we haven't got a left back, so Odaldo's doing a job for the team. Great. So then it's about right, pick pick players in their right positions and pick players who are playing well. So if Grant gets dropped for Saturday versus Leicester. Maybe he trains harder and he plays harder. And when he comes off the bench, he tries harder to get his place back. Like if people think they're just going to play, no matter how badly they play, then this is an issue. So like we need to get movement. So so like 
I don't think Ugbo is going to run in behind. But what we need to do then is he needs to drop in a little deep, receive the ball to feet, get his link-up play better, and then create the space for the wingers or for whoever to run in behind. It's frustrating, but for too long, I think Cardiff have tried to fit players to the system instead of saying, right, this is our system. He's a right back. He's a left back. He's a number 10, blah, blah, And play players where they play. So, Carl and Grant, if he doesn't get in as centre forward, then he's on the bench. Tanner deserves a chance. I did say earlier, I didn't think maybe Leicester was the game, but I do agree with something that one, one of you guys said. Leicester have got so much pace that I don't think we can do what we did against Leeds and just sit back and try and hit them on the break and grab a couple of... Like, we've got to try and get control of the football. So, it'll be interesting where, where they go. I, I'm looking forward to doing a full preview. In the full preview tomorrow, um, which will be out. Hopefully, it'll be out tomorrow lunchtime. But I think it's more likely to be out Friday morning, if I'm honest, just because of the time it takes to edit it and, and whatnot. Um, but we'll be doing a full tactical preview, looking at Cardiff, looking at... Um, the Leicester team and how they play and kind of looking at it from that side of things. Got some new graphics and the rest of it. So it's going to be good. So look out for that video. And of course, we've got Roger Giggs on football. Um, I could give you a little peek at some of the graphics if I've got them still. So look. Do, 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 do. Uh, if you've got any questions, obviously you can get them in um, and we'll have a look. I'll always try and answer them. Um, so this will be the, the tactical overlay very quickly. So if you can see that. Um, so where the green green boxes are, that's like the top one is obviously the camera. And then it'll have different things like next three fixtures, transfer rumours, um, men to watch, stuff like that, players to watch. So it's all going to be, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to the new style of video. We started it the other day, but um, oh, we started it recently with some other stuff. But this one's, I'm hoping to do a preview of Cardiff Games a tactical preview of Cardiff games each week where we have a little look at the opponent. We have a look, look at the predicted team um, and see how Cardiff City can try and win the games. Um, so I'm looking forward to that weekly content. You know, there'll be a lot of 15, 20 minutes long videos, graphics, to try and try and do a good analysis and preview of the games. Um, if you guys want more sort of content like that, as well as the podcasts, you know, like the, kind of shorter videos based on a specific subject or players. The other thing I did think about was like doing videos or analysis on players that are linked to Cardiff to kind of, you know, see how they'd fit in the team. Would they be a good fit? Have a look at their stats and stuff like that. Transfer targets and stuff. Well, you know, stuff like that. But uh, if you fancy that sort of content, do do uh, let me know. I'm always open to ideas for particularly... I'm going to do more like video content as well as the podcasts, sort of 15 minutes video on a subject analysis and stuff like that. Um, so like I say, tomorrow or Friday morning, be the card of last the preview. I'm going to try and get them out once a week. All right, let's have a look on the, the old comments. Uh, Reese says, problem is playing round pegs and square holes. Grant's a target man, not a winger. Um, O'Dowd is a winger, not a fullback. If we're playing Ugbo, you play the ball in behind, not as his feet to hold up. Um, 
he's got no pace to be on the wing. Uh, I think you're talking about Grant. So if you know he's not beating you with pace, you can get tight to him, win the ball, and the ball will go over the top as they know he's not quick enough. Yeah, I agree. It's If you know what's coming or you know that the winger, the wide player receiving the ball cannot do you for pace, you're automatically going to go tighter. As soon as he gets that ball, on him and you pinch it because you know he can't do you for pace. If you know the winger can do you for pace, you can't go in like as he receives the ball because he's just let one little touch around you or one little little bit of skill and he is gone. So you can't commit to it. You've got to stand off, show him on the outside if he's got pace. But in like Bowler's case, a winger who likes to cut in, they'll try and push him down the outside because they know he can do do him for pace. And on the but he likes to cut inside and have a go, so it's it's an interesting one, you know. But I agree, you've got to play players in their best positions. And I, there's no way that you could tell me Carlin Grant is a centre for uh, is a is a winger. I think Robinson's better through the middle, mind than he is wide. Um, but I know some people, uh, where does you know. People don't necessarily agree with me. Lorna says, uh, where, did, where does Corwell feature? Sorry. Um, Ruben Corwell, to me, is the direct replacement for Aaron Ramsey. So when Ramsey comes off, Corwell comes on. When Ramsey has a break, Corwell starts. Uh, that's the that's his job, is to be the understudy to Aaron Ramsey. I don't want to see him out wide or uh, anywhere else unless you know we get a player sent off or an injury or whatever. Uh, Reese, that's exactly what I said last week or the week before. Robinson is the best finisher at Cardiff City. Why the hell are we playing wide all the time? He can get in behind. He can beat a man. He's big and strong, so his link-up play is decent. It's not amazing, but it's decent. He can hold the ball up. He can lay it off and do. He can he can deal with a defender being all over his back. He can also turn and get spinning behind and leave a defender because he's got that extra bit of pace. He can beat a man with the ball, and he can finish. So to me, he'd Robinson's my preferred number nine. But for whatever reason, the manager and, and people don't seem to agree. He'd be my choice for number nine. If I could pick from a fully fit squad, he's my number nine. I'd have Odada one wing, Bowler the other, Ramsey as a 10. I'd have Wintle. And then I'd have a new midfielder, but, you know, roles will fit in there, I guess. I wonder whether, like, if Corwell, if Ruben Corwell can fulfil his potential, the future will probably be Ramsey playing in a deeper midfield role, trying to dictate play, and Corwell at 10. But Corwell's got a long way to go to prove he can do that job week in, week out in the Championship. However, his performance against Colchester was a great sign that he is capable of doing it. And he looked fit and confident. And what he looked what we expect him to be against Colchester, as opposed to the very, you know, various cameos he made last year and not many appearances. He never quite looked the same as what we were expecting. So I was really happy to see Ruben Corwell perform like that against Colchester. Okay, his goal could have scored another one or two. So I was very happy to see that because I think being Ramsey's understudy should not be viewed as um, like a bad thing or a demotion or, oh my God, I like Ramsey's not going to play every game of the season. 
So Colwell should be in his head to me. Colwell should be playing out of his skin to make sure that whenever Ramsey's not playing, he is the guy. He should be trying to win uh, Ramsey's place off him, learning from him. Like, if all the players to learn from, the Welsh captain is the guy, like, you know? Um, Reese says, I can't imagine Ramsey playing deeper. He's not got the legs to run the midfield. If he did play deeper, it would be the McPhail role, the pivot in front of a back four with two or more. Right, so what I would, what I meant with that is, if, let's say, right, let's say Ruben Corwell has a great season this season, playing as an understudy, and next season we're like, right, He's ready. He needs to play week in, week out. Now he's good enough. He's doing the job. He's electric. He's quick. He's like Ramsey, but quicker. Okay, great. Colwell's your number 10. I would put Ramsey in a pivot at two, and I'd sign another midfielder who can be the legs, who is aggressive, wins the ball back, tackles. You know what I'd like is the guy from Leicester would be perfect for that role. Um, I forget his name. I would try and sign someone because I do think Ramsey can do that job if he's got the right person next to him. I don't think he could do it with Wintle or Rawls now, but I think he could do it with a midfielder who had a lot of energy, a lot of legs, aggressive, very good at interceptions, but also can pick a pass to progress the ball through the through the lines. Um, and that's what, like, you've got to, if you if we're going to play the ball from defence through midfield and try and be that type of team, play out from the back, you've got to have players in central defence and central midfield who can progress the ball through the lines and progress the ball into areas that are going to cause you problem. I'm not sure we've got those players now. So, like... All right, let's say Derek's right and Jack Simpson is that player in defence, but he's not good enough defensively at the moment to go ahead of Gutas or McGuinness or Angie. And then you've got Wintel is very good at the aggressive side, but is he good enough to bring the ball forward and find that pass through the lines? Probably not, if we're being honest. Rawls is good enough to pick the pass and progress it with a pass but he can't carry the ball really and he hasn't got the legs to be the CDM either or the defensive midfielder or the aggressor so we're not quite there yet I can see why yeah I quite like Sawyer's uh, Reese says Sawyer seems to do quite well in that role dropping deep to pick the ball up and moving it about yeah I quite like um, Romain Sawyer's and actually I think when I said Ebo Adams to play alongside Wintle on the weekend. I sort of was second-guessing it as I was saying. I I think I'd go with... I don't know. See, Leicester are so good. They've got so much pace. They're good in midfield. And I think Ebo Adams offers a little bit more defensively than Sawyers does. But I actually think Sawyers can be the guy who progresses the ball through the midfield. I think he's technically excellent. So do you sacrifice that little bit of defensive work for a bit more control in the midfield? It's, it's interesting. You'll find out who I pick tomorrow in my 
in my preview. Um, yeah, look, we haven't, you're right again, spot on, mate. Haven't replaced, we have never replaced Gunnison, a proper ball. We, yeah, we haven't got a box to box midfielder. Someone, so ideally in a pivot, you want one who's the who sits and gets the interceptions, wins the tackles, covers the defense, protects the defense, which is your wintle at the moment. And then you want the other one to be kind of able to carry the ball, able to spray the ball about a bit or find a, a pass through the lines, but also be able to to get forward and su- arrive late in the box and, and break the lines off the ball with runs through, but is also able to get back. Um, and it's a shame, Reese, because what did we say? Oliver Norwood was would have been a good signing for Cardiff this year and what they needed in the midfield. There's other midfielders around who were kind of box-to-box. One player I would like us to have a look at on loan is Hannibal from United. I thought he had a really good season at Birmingham last year. He was really good for United in pre-season. He's so aggressive, but he's technically very good. If we could get him, he makes our midfield better and more combative, but also technically better to move the ball through the lines, move the ball up the pitch. Don't think he's. Don't think it'll happen. I think he's more likely to go on loan to a Premier League club this year. But I really like him. Um, I like his aggression, like the the level of aggression that he gives. I think he'd be a tremendous signing, and he's exactly what Cardiff need from a technical standpoint, and also an, a a combative standpoint as well. Um, so it's you know it's interesting. Reese says Norwood perfect set piece specialist can pick a pass. Yeah. Um Daniel Johnson also out there. Think he might still be on a free. Everything went through him at Preston. Um yeah, I'm not not as big a fan of Daniel Johnson as I am of Oliver Norwood. Like I really genuinely believe Oliver Norwood was just signing on a free that Cardiff should have gone for. Like I don't understand why we were at least trying to sign him um and it felt a bit like we missed out on him because or we missed out on a couple of like freeze because the manager situation hasn't been sorted at that time but to me like if we could have got if we'd have just ended up with norwood on a free and hannibal on a loan what a, what a midfield pair they'd have made daniel johnson's gone to stoke says uh jonathan davis well there you go yeah i, I like Stoke have started well, mind as well. Uh, Tommy Doyle would be perfect if we could get him on loan, be fantastic. Or that lad, McAtee from Chelsea, was fantastic for Sheffield United last year. Yeah, mate, there's um, there is players out there in the Premier League clubs who are going to be going out on loan, and it's about finding the right players for what we need. So if we're saying we need one central midfielder who's kind of aggressive, but also you know can pick a pass, can break the lines, can be a bit of a box-to-box midfielder. Hannibal ticks that box. Um, McAtee, there's a few others who kind of tick a box. If we need a striker, Kiefer Moore is obviously the one I think we want. However, I don't think it's going to happen, or it's certainly not going to happen until the end of the window. I know how many loans we've got. How many loans have we got currently and how many can you have? Like, have we got many left? 
that would be a typical card if it gets someone on loan and then Kiefer Moore come on is available on loan right at the end of the window and we've got none left. That would be vintage Cardiff City. Um, in my opinion, we need three signings at the moment. Um, three sign. My three signings would be a striker, a central midfielder, and then I think you've got to choose between a left back and a centre back. I also think if you signed, you could play NG, could play left back, and then play Romeo right back. Is a couple of so Jonathan Davis with a couple of blinding, blinding suggestions. Um, so Tommy Doyle has not gone anywhere yet. I thought he went somewhere. Um, and then he said, uh, uh hasn't gone anywhere yet. Yeah, Tommy Tommy Doyle would be a great sign in. He where was he with Sheffield United? He was on loan, was it? Yeah, he did um did alright for them last year, if I remember correctly. Him and um James McAtee. Yeah, see, them two played together, didn't they? Sheffield United last year. They played over thirty games together as well. Oh mate, don't even don't even about Cody drama. I love him. Um Reese says sign Cody Drama as left back and Tommy Doyle to play alongside Wintle. But I'm pretty sure Cody Drama's injured like a got a long term. Didn't he get injured in preseason? And he's out for a while. Or am I thinking of someone else? Um Jonathan says we need three. If all Allsop stays, but he's linked to Hull. So then it becomes four and you need a keeper. Yeah, I agree with that. You need, uh, but you say keeper, centre back, centre mid, and a striker. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think I would go for a centre back over a left back, just unless it was Cody Drama. Then, right, doesn't it? It looks like Drama's back. Let's have a look. Was Cody Drama in the lead squad um, in the, the last game. Let's have a look. Tommy Doyle was with us two years ago and then Sheffield United last season. Yeah, like him and McAtee uh, played 30-odd. I think one of them played 33, one of them played 37. I've gone off in that. But Sheffield United went up, you know. So if you can get either of those, I think they do a job, don't they? You know? Um I would in honest in all honesty, I would take Tommy Doyle, Hannibal, or McAtee to play alongside Wintle now. I would take it now. Depending on what you um what you want. I think if you want a box to box midfielder, I think Hannibal ticks that box. You can also play as a ten. I think I thought Cody Drama was injured. Um, I think if you um looking for a more sort of sitting technical midfield centre midfielder, maybe Tommy Doyle or McAtee, but I think all three improve us ultimately. Uh, Jonathan Davis says if um if McGuinness or Gutas get injured, we are in trouble. We have to play Simpson. Yeah, Simpson just makes me nervous. I mean, I think 
I gotta be honest, I think he'd play NG in the middle before he plays Simpson in a in a championship game. I think. That's just me guessing though. Um Reese says surprised that Balu hasn't used more of his connections and brought in players he knows from Turkey. Only Gutas, all the rest of the championship players, and he said he wasn't well versed in the championship. And that's do you know what though, mate? Right. So right now, as we stand. I think we benefit more from bringing in like young, like, so depends on the role, I guess, but like for the midfield position, we need the three we just talked about tick the box, young, hungry, aggressive, technically good. It's what we need is someone like that who can play midfield, but can, it's not like in, the Ruben Colwell sort of stage of their career where they're looking to improve and play games. We need someone who's ready to give us 30 to 40 starts in the season. You know, it's, um, it's a fascinating watch like Leeds. Yeah, I agree with you, Jonathan Leeds are in trouble because you've got Nonto refusing to play after he looked electric against Cardiff, typical, you know, plays against Cardiff and then refuses to play. But he look, you know, he's a he's a Premier League player. Easy, like he, sh- he shouldn't be in the Championship. Um, they still got Daniel James and Shackleton, and obviously they've signed Joe Roden as well. Um, this is a good signing. Um, so look at their bench. Yeah, drama. Cody Drama was on the Leeds bench on Saturday, so he's obviously back from injury. He's in their squad, so I'm not sure he's going to be in loan. Yeah, I wish they'd have that attitude against us and just not play with Sinistera and Nonto. Two good players, mind. Um, Reese says, I play Angie or even Collins at centre-back, Romeo at right-back. Really like Romeo, really underrated. Yeah, I like Romeo too. I actually, um, in the chat I had with Derek, I said I wouldn't be opposed to Romeo. thought he did a good job in, in midfield. Uh, last year a couple of times and I think against the big teams where you know you're going to be under pressure I don't think there's anything you could play Wintle and Romeo together as a two I think that gives you a bit more protection uh, Jack Harrison left him for Everton contract stated if relegated all players can leave on loan so they're all trying to force moves they only want 15 million for Nonto though that's a steal yeah I'm surprised no one has come in 50 million is nothing for for someone who's going to be direct and pacey and be a, a trouble but i understand they've said they put a statement out on nonto didn't they and they said they absolutely under no circumstances will sell him and then it comes down to if that's the case they're not going to sell him is he does he sit out of the season you know he's just wasting a year of his career and, and if he sits out the season, clubs will think twice about taking him just because attitude and the rest of it. Leeds tried to sign Max Ahrens, um, so they're looking for a right-back, but he walked out with a medical to go to Bournemouth. Yeah, I thought that was hysterical. He just left. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Who's their right back? Led. No, sorry, that's the wrong team. Uh, Aileen, yeah, Aileen is good, but he's 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 getting on a bit, and he's lost a yard of pace. And I think he'll get done done by like a pacier winger. Um, he also, you know, could be tempted to pick pick up injuries. And Purdue's another one, which is so frustrating to see him playing for Leeds because, yeah, you know, you know how frustrated I was by that. Um, quick question for you guys before we wrap up. Who do you think is the sign-in, the big-name sign-in or the game-changing sign-in or whatever that you think um, Mehmet Dalman is referring to as coming into Cardiff and, and kind of changing the game? Who do you think it could be? Let's assume it's not Kiefer Moore. Who could it be? Would any of those three midfielders we just talked about on loan, would they be classed as, like, ooh, top-quality sign-ins? I think there's an argument to be made that they'd be up there. I'm just not... I'd like... To me, as a football fan and a Cardiff fan, I think they'd be tremendous signings, any one of them. But I'm not sure, for someone like Mehmet Dalman, would they be classed as, like, game-changing signings? Not so sure. Uh, Reese says, Nonto, attitude is awful. Play, perform, put yourself in the transfer window, sulking and refusing to play. Um, it's breach of contract, fine him heavily and disgusting behaviour. Yeah, um, Jonathan says Aileen leaves a lot of space behind him. O'Dowd exploited him. Yeah, I like I think o- Aileen is decent in like the Premier League sort of thing, like where there's it's slightly, slightly different to the championship. I think the championship style, the more direct winners, like a lot of the a lot of the championship, uh, sorry, a lot of the Premier League wingers now, are, like they play inverted wingers, so they're always cutting inside. So Aileen looked good against traditional wingers who've got to beat him and go, you know, out in those wide areas like O'Dowder. I think he leaves loads of space and it's problematic. Um, Reese says, I don't think it's anyone. I genuinely think he's trying to make himself look good. And he'll say that we missed out on that player. I don't know. Like, I've got to say, the window so far has been way better than I thought it was going to be. So, I mean, you've got to give him credit for that, I suppose. It's got, like, it couldn't be any worse than it's been in previous years. I think it's been pretty good, but we're still at least three players short. If the keeper goes, we're four players short. But if we don't sign anyone else, I don't think we'll get relegated. So there we go. If you put it like that, okay? So that means we've had a decent window now. If we sign three good players, we've had a very, 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 very good window. Like if, let's say, um, I know, we bring in Kiefer Moore, Hannibal, and a centre-back. 
I don't think you can ask for a better window for Cardiff City when you can't spend any money. You know, I, I like you. I know people don't like the board and stuff, and I'm by no means a fan of the owners and stuff. But like, you've got to give them credit. I think the window's been decent, not exceptional. If they bring in three good players, if they bring in a striker, a midfielder, and a defender now who are able, who are starters, not coming into the squad off the bench, blah blah blah. Like if they bring in three starters. Like so, they go right. Here's your striker. Oh, he's number nine. He's going playing Saturday. Your midfielder. Oh, he's playing alongside Wintle. Defenders coming in to play. Then I think it'll be a very, very good window. At the moment, I think it's decent, but not exceptional. Uh, Jonathan says, I think talking to someone who we don't know about. Um, Tom Davis outpriced us on wages, but the club say he wasn't the first choice. Tom Davis is a decent player. Don't see many better frees. Um, but then, yeah, Davis has gone to Sheffield United. Was Tom Davis going to drop into the championship to join us over Sheffield United if we were able to match his wages? Don't think so. Diamond talking about top 10 in January. Is that his and Tan's target? What happens if we're not there? Our records means they sack the manager going into January um, and then we'll spend money again. It looks bad. Yeah, look, mate, if we are in the top 10 in January, two things, I think. One, I think that would be very, very good achievement by the manager because I don't think we're anywhere near that at the moment. Like, I don't think we're a relegation fodder, but we're also not a playoff contender at the moment. We're not, like, on paper, squad-wise, we're not too far off, but he's also got to get that squad playing. Um, but equally, if we're, like, 8th, 9th, 10th, January 1st, Cardiff City and... Vincent Tan and the rest of them, they will spend money. So it's going to, like, that would be quite exciting for Cardiff. We haven't had that for a while. Like, genuine excitement that we're going to actually spend a bit of cash. Um, Jonathan, go back to what you said there, where you said you don't see any better freeze. There were freeze out there. They're not there now because they've all gone. But there were freeze there. Um. How many loans can a team get? How many loans? Someone tell me how many loan players Cardiff have got now. Maximum loans in the championship. Yeah, I agree with Sheffield United. It'll be a championship club next year. Absolutely, they will. Keen to see how clubs deal with us now after the side of thing. They will demand more cash up front. Yeah, they probably will. Um, so you're right. So we can have five. You can have five loan players on a team sheet for any individual match. What? So you can have more. Right. No, you're allowed five loan players in a mass day squad. So does that mean you can have more? but you can only name five in the squad. I don't know. Um, who have we got on loan at the moment? We've got Grant, Bowler and Ugbo. So we've got three. So, like, you could sign two and have no problem. But the way I read that from the, uh, the official rules is that you can have more than five but you can only name five in the match day squad. So 
Kiefer Moore and one of those three midfielders on loan would be the five. And then you'd have to try and find a defender on a free. Would you be happy with that? How would you rate Cardiff City's window if they signed Kiefer Moore on loan? One of the three midfielders we mentioned. So what was that? That was Doyle, Hannibal and McTee. Yeah. And then a defender on a free. How would you rate Cardiff City's window if that was the final three signings on top of what we've already got? You tell me, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up for tonight. But uh, I'm interested, like how you guys rate Cardiff's transfer window so far, and what it would be with those additions. Because that's, uh, I think there's some they change kind of squad predominantly. We need starters though, not squad players. Whoever they bring in, they've got to be starters, not squad players. Please God. Um, club one, club one offload finalized signings. Ojo going for me tells me they think something is close. Yeah, I um. So I haven't heard like any rumors or anything for about a week or two. Since the Kiefer Moore one, I think was the last one, or Tom Davis, I heard some stuff. Um, however, I normally talk about this on Patreon rather than these shows because I don't like being the guy who says, Oh, I've heard this and I've heard that. Um, someone did text me, or not normally I don't speak to about like transfers and you know, news behind the scenes and whatever. Um, and he did say that Cardiff. Are, talking to people about signing at least two, maybe three players. Um, but he didn't sort of say, like, you know, it's close or who it is or anything. So it's pretty useless, I suppose. Yeah, the centre-back doesn't have to be a starter, I don't think, because you have got... You've got Gutas, McGuinness, NG, Simpson, who can all do a job. So I think, yeah. But I think the striker and the midfielder need to be starters. Um, Reese says a defender who can play centre back and left back. Tommy Doyle, I'd be happy. Not bothered if we get Kiefer Moore mid. Oh, I think um, Kiefer Moore would make a massive difference to us. Yeah, I think the manager knows who he wants. It's just whether the club can do it. Uh, but Grant Bowler, and yeah, we got a uh, bowler. We had, yeah, we've had, I'm sure we've had like five before. The rules seem to say you can have five in the match day squad. So let's see. I can't believe Julian Timber's done his ACL. Get it about that. I really like him. Oh, mate. Can't wait till tomorrow with Rodri Giggs. Join me at eight o'clock because I'm going to be ranting about Harry Maguire. Oh, I'm going to be ranting about him. Like, how much more? How, how much how much more can Ten Hag do to tell him he's not wanted? Seriously. Like, the man is fifth or sixth choice centre-back at the club and he's staying there for the money. Unbelievable. Yeah, Rodri was wrong about Harry Kane as well. Going to definitely embarrass him about that. Give him some shit. But uh, it's always good, mate. It's always good because, um, you know, me and Rodri, like, we'll always give honest opinions. We'll put our opinions out there and sometimes we'll be right, sometimes we'll be wrong. So, and you guys will disagree with some of the stuff I know, like, 
there's a few of you who disagree with me about Arsenal being might struggle for the top four and stuff like that. But we'll see, will we? It's all opinions. It's always good conversation. Back tomorrow live at eight o'clock. Please do join us for that. Um, Friday morning will be the old Cardiff City Leicester preview. Friday night, I'm dropping a full podcast with Derek Brazil talking grassroots football and what he's up to now. Um, a Saturday, there's a new episode of My Story with Welsh band, the anonymous iconoclasts. And it's about to, they also play some music. So it's a good one. Um, as always, guys, I appreciate you all. I appreciate you getting involved. It's all good, baby. If you can, please sign up to patreon.com slash ace podcast nation. It's literally like two quid or something, but it does massively help the channel out. I appreciate you all. Take care. Jobless. Sports Social Podcast Network.